that in Colorado Springs or somewhere else? It's here, Carl Joseph, Daisy patted his shoulder. Right here, in the springs. Right. Ellie grinned. Daisy could teach the class. The whole bus trip will take about fifteen minutes. He nodded, but he didn't look more sure of himself. Okay. Okay, teacher, if you say so. Okay. He stepped back in line. And so it went for the next half hour. Ellie broke down the directions, the color of the bus, orange, and how much time they'd have to climb aboard and how long it would take to make the drive down to Academy Boulevard, and how many stops would happen between getting on and getting off the bus. For many of them, the lesson was a review. They tackled a different route every week, memorizing it, drawing it out, play-acting it, and finally incorporating it into a field trip on Friday. When they reached the end of the thirty most common bus routes, they'd start again at the beginning. But Ellie's students had Down syndrome, so most of them experienced varying degrees of short-term memory loss. Reviewing the bus routes could never happen often enough. At the thirty-minute mark, attention spans among the group were fading fast. Ellie held out her hands. Break time! She looked out the window again. It was a late April morning. The sunshine streamed in from a bright blue sky. Fifteen minutes, outdoors today. Yippee! Tammy, a student with long brown braids, jumped and did a half spin. Outdoor break! Uh, I hate outdoors, Sid scowled and punched at the air. At thirty, he was the oldest student at the center. Hate, hate, hate. Don't be a hater. Gus shook a finger at the complaining student. Ping-pongs is good for outdoors. Tug, you're it. Brian tapped Gus on the shoulder and ran out the door laughing. Brian was a redhead who'd been coming to the center since Ellie took over two years before. He was the happiest student by far. As he ran, he yelled, We could play tag and everyone could play tag. Yeah! I hate tag. Sid crossed his arms and stuck out his lower lip. Hate, hate, hate. The students headed for the door, all of them talking at once. Straggling behind and lost in their own world were Carl Joseph and Daisy. He was pointing outside. No rain today, Daisy, just big bright sunshine. That's thanks to God, right? Right. She looked up at him with adoring eyes. God gets the thanks. I thought so. He laughed from deep in his throat and clapped his hands five quick times. I thought God gets the thanks. Ellie smiled and went to the back room. She poured herself a cup of dark coffee and returned to her desk. Her job at the center had everything to do with Dolores Daisy Dalton, her favorite student, her little sister her project. How different life was for Daisy here in the Springs. Two years ago, Daisy had spent all her life with their mother, an hour east of Denver, in Linden, Colorado, population 120. The oldest of the Dalton daughters was only nine when their big strapping father left home one morning for his office job in Denver and never made it back. 
A patch of black ice on a backcountry road took his life, and he was dead before the first police officer made it to the scene. There was life insurance money and a settlement against the drunk driver who hit him, enough to allow their mother to stay home, to continue schooling them in their small wood-paneled living room. Enough so that life wouldn't change in any way other than the most obvious and painful. Because their daddy had loved his girls with everything he had. Time flew, and one by one the Dalton girls left home and moved to Denver to attend the University of Colorado. Ellie was no exception. She pursued a teaching credential, and then her master's. But Daisy was the youngest, and when she turned nineteen, one thing was certain. If she stayed in Linden, Daisy was out of options, and that wouldn't do, because their mother had never dreamed less for Daisy than for the other Dalton girls. Never mind what the doctor...